0: This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on insurance. Today, I'd like to talk about the red flags of fraud. Suspicious claims presented to insurance companies have common attributes. Insurers have collected into lists those attributes to assist their claim staff the lists of red flags or indicators of insurance fraud should be used to determine whether further investigation is required. Continually growing as fraud perpetrators add to their fraudulent schemes, the lists known as the red flags or indicators of fraud are important tools in the effort to reduce insurance fraud. There are many different categories ranging from those associated with the claim itself or with insureds to indicators of specific types of fraud, such as bodily injury fraud or arson for profit. If, when investigating a claim, three or more red flags are found, the insurer should consider the need for further, more thorough investigation than it is normal for a regular property, or third-party liability claim. The existence of red flags does not, does not mean a fraud has occurred. It is only a signal to the adjuster to investigate further, to remove the suspicion from the insured or claimant, or confirm that fraud is being attempted a single indicator does not alert the adjuster to the possibility of a fraudulent claim. It is only when the investigation reveals a combination of three or more red flags that a suspicion of fraud requires further investigation. Although the existence of multiple red flags should trigger a thorough investigation, Of the potential for fraud. Failure to investigate has been held to be reasonable as long as there are no patent inaccuracies or actual knowledge of false representations. In a Missouri appellate case, the following red flags were found to be a reason for an insurer to suspect an attempt at arson for profit. The court stated, quote, more than one mortgagee, late payments, divorce, prior claims, multiple claims, problems affecting title to the property, over insurance, an increase in insurance coverage right before the claim, recent cancellations of insurance held with prior insurers, liens, Threats of foreclosure on the property, lawsuits, and recent job transfers, close quote, were all sufficient red flags or indicators of fraud for the insurer to suspect that a fraud was being attempted. As the Nebraska Department of Insurance states in its booklet, Fraud Detection Hints, it is, quote, important to remember that the possible red flags indicate, indicate that there may be some evidence consistent with an insurance fraud scheme. Any one or two of these by themselves may not raise your suspicions. However, when you have several of these red flags present, or a pattern begins to emerge, you should investigate further or forward your suspicion to the Insurance Fraud Prevention Division, close quote. This is a requirement in most states to either refer the case to the Special Investigation Unit of the company, report it to the Department of Insurance's Fraud Bureau or Fraud Division, and allow further investigation to move forward. Now, some red flags are common to a claim, and an adjuster may consider further investigation if a claim occurs shortly after the issuance of the policy, shortly after the limits of the policy are increased, on an insured's first policy of insurance, especially if the insured is an adult who has been operating, living for 10 or more years as an adult, shortly before the expiration of a policy, within days of a notice of cancellation or notice of non-renewal being served on the insured, or on a policy acquired from an agent far from the insured's home or business. There are some red flags that are connected with the insured or the claimant. Adjusters evaluate the manner in which the insured makes a claim. The professional adjuster recognizes that some of the red flags of fraud are contradictory or the opposite of other red flags. Suspicions may be raised if the insured or the claimant retains or is represented by counsel on the day of the loss does not want to retain counsel, is represented by a public adjuster on the day of the loss, or had hired a public adjuster even before the loss, an insured who wants settlement approved quickly, an insured who does not want the claim to go to a supervisor, regional office, or claims committee for authority, An insured who is exceedingly cooperative and undemanding. A claimant who is exceedingly cooperative and undemanding. An insured or claimant who is exceedingly demanding and threatens a bad faith suit from the date of first contact. An insured or claimant who demands a proof of loss form at the initial meeting. An insured who is familiar with insurance claims terminology, the insured or claimant who asks for the claims manager by name, the insured or claimant who asks the adjuster for his or her authority limits, an insured or claimant who is familiar with the adjuster's authority limit and immediately offers to settle for a sum within those limits, the insured or claimant who handles all business in person, thus avoiding mail and potential prosecution for federal violation of mail fraud, a, a person who provides an address that is a post office box, mail drop, or hotel, or an insured claimant who reduces the demand for settlement when it is suggested by the adjuster that he or she file suit. Attention should also be paid to the insured or claimant's history and background, including their financial situation. Once again, further investigation may be needed if the insured has a history of multiple similar claims, has a history of more than two lawsuits, is recently separated or divorced, indicating a possible financial strain, was recently laid off a job and has a spotty work history or extended period of unemployment, or has a history of gambling, alcohol, or drug abuse. The checklists in my book, in Zalma on Insurance Claims, Part 109, Second Edition, will list many more red flags and they are by no means complete. The National Insurance Crime Bureau, the NICB, individual state fraud bureaus, fraud divisions, offices of the Attorney General, and other agencies publish similar lists. Even if three or more red flags or indicators do exist, that does not mean there is, in fact, a fraudulent claim. It does mean that further investigation is required. It does mean that further investigation will either present evidence that a fraud is being attempted or evidence that the insured is making an absolutely logical, fair, and understandable covered claim. To prove fraud, there must be sufficient evidence a preponderance, that is, more than 50%, with regard to the claim, that the claim included a misrepresentation or concealment of a material fact, that the misrepresentation was presented with an intent to deceive the insurer, that facts were concealed with an intent to deceive the insurer, that the insurer relied upon or was asked to rely upon a misrepresentation or concealment of facts material to the claim to its detriment and that the insurer was damaged as a result. Once an adjuster identifies a possible fraudulent claim, it needs to be passed on to the insurer's special investigation unit for further investigation and collection of evidence most states require insurers by statute to maintain a SIU on average 3% to 10% of claims should be referred to an SIU for further investigation failure to refer at least 3% of claims to the SIU for further investigation will only indicate a failure to properly train claims personnel to recognize insurance fraud. An industry study conducting during the mid-1980s revealed that 47 of 399 insurers had SIUs in operation, a number that has increased significantly today to include almost every insurer. Although this figure represented only 10% of the companies participating in the survey, the 47 companies with SIUs accounted for over 50% of the industry's premium volume at the time. There are also red flags flags concerning the insured. These include the insured has lived at his current address less than six months The insured has been with his current employer less than six months. The insured has a previous history of losses. The insured has a previous history of claims because a person can have a loss without making a claim on an insurance policy. The insured cancels scheduled appointments with the adjuster for statements and or examination under oath multiple times. The insured is employed with an insurer. The insured is unusually aggressive and pressures for quick settlement. The insured does not have a telephone. The insured's telephone number is only a mobile cellular phone. The insured is difficult to contact and can only be reached after leaving a voicemail message. The insured claims to be self-employed, but is vague about the business and his responsibilities. The insured is very knowledgeable about the claims process and insurance terminology. The insured offers inducement for a quick settlement. The insured is unsolicited new walk-in business to the insurance agent or broker not referred by an existing policyholder. The insured's address is not consistent with his employment or income. For instance, an insured is a gardener whose address is in Beverly Hills or an insured who is a CEO of a insurance company or a manufacturing business, but lives in Watts or a similar neighborhood like East St. Louis, Missouri or East St. Louis, Illinois. The insured seeks a copy of the policy before agreeing to acquire insurance. The insured is vague about any losses. The insured's report of loss is inconsistent with facts or physical evidence. The insured has a selective memory, or the insured seems to be in financial difficulty. Red flags relating to a claimant that's a third-party claimant, includes an insured who is eager to accept blame for an accident, since most insureds of in my experience were never responsible for the accident until overwhelming evidence was presented to them. The claimant retains a lawyer immediately after the accident occurs or is reported to the police. The claimant and the insured are from the same family, The claimant and insured have the same address. One or more parties present damages that are inconsistent with the facts of the loss. Claimant's lost earnings statement is handwritten or typed on blank paper rather than business letterhead. The claimant has multiple insurance claims. Several or all claimants, all in the same vehicle at the time of the accident, treated at the same clinic on the same day. The vehicle involved in the accident was purchased for cash shortly before the accident. The claimant has no proof of ownership of the vehicle. The vehicle was recovered after a claimed theft, surgically stripped, or the claimant and the insured know each other. Red flags can also exist relating to professionals, such as the attorney reports the claim to the insurance company, not the insured to the claimant. The attorney is known to the claims professionals as a lawyer who handles suspicious claims. The attorney's office is run by an administrator, not an attorney. The attorney is rarely or never seen at the office. The attorney's lien or representation letter was dated the day the accident occurred. A high incidence of claims from an attorney who recently passed the bar exam and was just licensed. An attorney and body shop that frequently appear linked. All vehicles in reported loss are taken to the same body shop. A clinic for medical or chiropractic treatment may have continued billing or treatment irregularities. Clinic billing is done by an outside service. A contractor has inadequate equipment to perform the job. A contractor arrives at a law site without being solicited. A contractor offers cash incentives to the adjuster to get the job. A contractor who is neither bonded nor insured. A clinic that treats several or all of the claimants on the same day by the same physician or chiropractor a physician who immediately refers the claimant for a wide variety of tests not related to the original claim or claimed injury. These are just a few of the red flags of fraud that are found in my book, Zelma on Insurance Claims, Part 109, Second Edition. Available from Amazon.com as both a Kindle book and a paperback, or from Zelma.com by clicking on the link to the Insurance Claims Library, which has reference to all of my books, including all 10 volumes of Zelma on insurance. If you found this video to be of assistance, or of interest to you or your colleagues, please refer them to my blog at zelma.com blog. And please subscribe to the blog. Thank you for your attention.